0: You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast.
1: What's it all for? Various artists. Thriving at Crossroads is an ongoing University of Auckland study that's inviting young intersexual members of ethnic minorities to create art reflecting their experiences living in Aotearoa. The study will take place through workshops from July through to October, allowing participants to gain access to creative freedom, mentors and resources, professional art spaces, koha for their time, and food provided during workshop days. If you or someone you know is aged between 16 to 24, identifies as Asian, Latin American, African or Middle Eastern and also identifies as a part of another minority group like being queer or trans or a part of a religious minority you can apply over the next week to take part in what is an incredible project I had a chat with researcher Renee Young to chat about the project starting off by learning more about what the study's been like so far
0: Oh, uh, It's a really exciting study it's actually been going for about three years it's based at the University of Auckland um, and it what it tries to do is take a deeper look into the lived experiences of ethnic minority youth who also have other identities, so they belong to other marginalised communities.
1: What is the purpose of the study? Where did its origins come from for you?
0: Uh, Well, so I'm part of quite a large group of researchers, and most of us have lived experience ourselves of you know, belonging to a minority community, at least one. And we realised that when you had a look at the research out there, there wasn't much about the experiences of ethnic minority youth. And in in particular, the group that was missing were the, the youth that also had many, you know, young people don't just have one identity, they usually live in Sort of multiple identities, and they move between them through the day, and we really didn't know much about that or how it affected people's lives and their health.
1: So, what has the study looked like so far over the past three years?
0: Well, so this is the last phase of the study. So, phase four is when we're doing the creative phase, and that's the phase that's currently open to recruitment. The previous four, uh, three phases of the study. Uh, the first one looked at um, information that we already know. So it tried to sum up what we already know. For example, from studies like the Youth 2000 studies, so this was when we, you know, surveyed around 7,000 high school students and looked at, um, you know, asked them lots of questions about their lives, uh, including how they felt about themselves and also how they interacted with various services. And so we we realised from looking at that that absolutely the experience of many ethnic youth did stand out, um, as did the experience of, say, young people who were living with uh, different gender identities or different sexualities. And so there comes across this idea that actually, you know, as a young person moves through their lives, you know, they're actually, it's not, you can't just look at them and see, say, an Asian person or a Middle Eastern person, and, and sort of, you know, look at their needs based on just that. You have to look at their needs based on who they really are, all the different identities that make that person up, and also how they got there and where they might go. And so this study attempts to start to capture what that is through a range of modalities. So that the first one was really just looking at what we what we what we understood already, and that pretty much just opened up way more questions. And then the second study looked at, well, how do other people regard this particular group? Um, So it looked at media discourse. It looked at media discourse in what we call mainstream media. So that's, you know, newspaper, radio and English. Um, And, you know, interestingly, the narrative from that was the complete opposite to when you actually analysed what these young people said to each other on social media, specifically on TikTok. So... It was was just sort of diametrically opposed, you know, um, how the outside world sees these people and how these people actually expand on their own experiences. And then the third part of the study was a focus group interview. So we um, had a structured interview. We recruited a group of young people who are willing to talk to us who had these multiple identities. And um, they told us a a huge amount, you know, they, um, I guess, really moving... Uh, things that they told us about living in their bodies and their identities. So yeah, and so the, the, the fourth part of the study, which is the part that's just about to kick off, is the, to me the most exciting part. And I'm not, I'm biased, obviously, because I'm the, you know, this is the part that I'm running. Uh, so, you know, from my, my multiple identities as an, an artist, as a doctor, and as a child health researcher, I have brought all that together. I've brought in some uh, wonderful colleagues of mine in the arts as well as in clinical research and we are going to basically give a group of young people all the resources they need to work together on a creative project uh, which they can freely explore. They can explore in any genre they like. Um, they'll be given access to amazing uh, creative mentors and an amazing creative space and materials and, fed and um and there'll be some kohara in it as well for them. And they just get given pre reign to explore who they are. And kind of, I guess the, the question we're going to ask them is, what, what are we not seeing about your lives? You know, what, how can we make your stories more visible?
1: Yeah, it's really awesome to see the fourth phase of this project be so focused on the arts and how these young folks who are part of ethnic minorities and other groups, as you mentioned, um, can display their beliefs around themselves and their identity. Who is eligible to take part in this programme?
0: Yeah, that's a really important part. So we have a a number of, uh, I guess, sort of, I guess, are four conditions. Um, So the first is that you have to be aged between 16 to 24. The second is that you identify as an ethnic minority young person and um, that's very technical. So essentially if you identify as Middle Eastern, Latin American, African or Asian and um, you know and that can be part identify as well and then also, you need to identify as having a, an additional minority ident- identity. For example, you know, being in a religious feeling like you're living in a religious minority, or you're living with a disability, or uh, you know, you you otherwise feel on the outer from your ethnic community, and that is self-identified. The fourth condition, and this is, uh, you know, the, the this is this is just related to our budget, is that. We would like young people to be based within Tay Makaura, Auckland. Um, and that's just purely because we don't have enough funding to you know fly people in for the workshops. Um but you know um, we already have one person who's coming here um, under their own steam. and obviously um, we we potentially have people that can work uh, by remote as well. So I guess if you' the message is if you're interested but you don't live in Auckland, get in touch anyway because uh, I'd love to have a chat to you.
1: Why is it uh, so important to have this fourth phase of the project be so centred around the arts and creativity for you?
0: I mean, I've, I've done arts all my life, but I guess um, I've also done a lot of science. And to me, even though the two things are intimately related, the arts allows you to dive in deep, swim through all the layers, move in uh, lots of different unexpected directions. And it is those unexpected and innovative directions that that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the things we haven't thought of as you know, boring adult researchers. We're wanting young people to kind of partner with us. They can drive this part of the study themselves. That's why there's so much freedom. Um, I've, I've tried their best. My best to sort of not make any limits on where people go. So there's no limits on what they explore. There's no limits on um, whether or not they come with come up with a so-called output. There isn't that pressure there. It's pretty much just free exploration. Um, And that being said, if people do sort of move towards a goal and come up with a play or you know like a poetry book or an art exhibition then at the end of the study we will do our very best to connect them in with the community so that they can take it further because of course I'm I and the creative mentors are all part of the current arts community in Auckland and so there you know we're always obviously always looking for new talent as well.
1: So it's really trying to avoid just pigeonholing it into being like, hey, this is just for paintings or sculpture or fine art. It can really be anything within the creative sphere.
0: Um, yeah. Well, obviously within reason. I mean, you're not going to be able to a write and shoot a feature film in four months. But but that being said, you know, like we, I do have one one of the creative mentors has specifically got expertise in writing and filmmaking. Uh, she's an actor and um, and also. You know, we have most of the mentors actually have way more than one genre that they routinely work in. So, for us, being cross-genre and multi-genre is pretty normal.
1: Yeah. So, I guess if there's anyone listening who themselves is interested or might know someone else who is interested, what can they actually expect within the uh, period of the workshops? Like, when does it start, for example?
0: Oh, uh, so the we run from July to October. Uh, we have around 30 places open. Um, we would really, really like people to consider signing up within the next week just because our very first workshop is on the 8th and the 9th of July. So it's a weekend. It runs um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, and that's really the induction. You know, that's the, the part where you get to meet some of the researchers. Um, we'll tell you a little bit about what we found out to date. Um, we'll tell you why we need your help. Uh, and then basically, that that's only takes you know half a day, and then the the what next one and a half days is jump in, really kick start that exploration. We'll keep our spots open after that date as well, and then what we hope is within your group. So I, I didn't mention that there there are four creative mentors, and so if you sign up, you'll be put in a group. Uh, with other young people under one of the creative mentors and so those mentors will work with the group to make a thing Um, I guess that's a loose term and that can happen individually uh, online uh, in person and there's going to be like three more weekends that where the venue is booked for jumping in in in-person workshops but the group may equally decide that it doesn't want to work um, or use all those in-person days. It might want to skip a day, skip a workshop, or meet at another time, or even do field trips. So, you know, we're we're very open to what people might want to do, and we'll do our very best to meet them. Meet the uh, sorry, meet their needs.
1: So once these workshops are finished, once it comes to the end of October, uh, what can people expect for both? I guess to start, what can people expect for the artwork that they might make? Are you going to try and see this pushed into publication or something along those lines?
0: Yeah, so there's no push for that from the research side. But, you know, we're we're expecting the people that would want to take part you know, have a little bit of a hunger, creative hunger themselves or a curiosity. So if they do come up with something, if they do actually discover, hey, you know, I really love writing or I really love moving my body. heck, how can I keep doing this? Then we will definitely make sure they, they get introduced and interlinked to the rest of the arts community because, you know, the arts community in Auckland is actually really strong. It's just a matter of finding us Uh, And once you know one person, you usually get to know everybody else pretty quickly.
1: And then on the research side of things, for you guys after October, what will kind of your final steps in the study be?
0: Oh, (laughs) then the hard work really starts. So (laughs) we've already, um, we've mostly analysed the, you know, a lot of the findings already from uh, phases one, two, and three, although um, we haven't got to the stage of publishing them yet. So that's why I'm not, Sort of saying too much about it but what will happen and again if there's any people who you know are from groups that might be interested in finding out the outcomes then also please make contact um we're going to basically hold a, a series of i guess uh, workshops or presentations to kind of try to dis- dis- uh, disseminate the information on the basis that there's no use us finding it out if we know it doesn't get to the people that are you know providing the services interacting with the young people trying to make everything better because uh, at the end of the day we're you know we're understanding the narrative so that we can change the narrative
1: and if people do want to take part where can they contact or where can they go to learn more information
0: yeah so the study is called thriving at crossroads you can find us at I think dot blogs dot Auckland dot ac dot nz. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're on, uh, we've got uh, Facebook, uh, which is thriving at crossroads, um, with the at being the little um, at fine rather than at, and same on Instagram and same on Twitter. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.